0: Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila
1: with your host, Kristen Olson.
0: <laughs> Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive
1: conversation at a time.
2: All right, we are here with Turmeric and Tequila, episode two. We've got some very special guests in the house. Uh, Spencer Tyler and Sebastina to Lopez. that one I um, but we're, we're we're super excited, um, I won't do a formal intro, I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves, and we of course have Mal Pal here, sup, <laughs> subtle entry, um, but yes, episode two, we're excited to kick in, so without further ado, why don't you guys give a little intro on yourselves, your background, favorite color, you know the drill. Color? Yeah.
0: I don't see color. <laughs> Are you uh, actually color blind or? Uh, no, my brother is,
2: poor guy. Okay, oh, and um, we have two dogs here in the house, so don't mind the news. Said. Yeah, they're falling yeah. in love. Yeah, I know she really is. Like, I love this.
0: I am Spencer Tyler from New Braunfels, Texas. I compete in the Highland Games professionally. Um, I'm pretty good, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, how many world records do you have? <laughs>
0: uh, that's actually up for debate.
2: Seriously? Yeah,
0: it is. So some people call—I I don't know—it's it's five. But some people say eight.
2: Okay. What is?
0: The,
3: what's the deal with that?
0: Well, so one event, the Sheaf Toss, is an odd event. And I, I, I can almost guarantee not a single listener knows what the fuck a Highland Games is. Well,
2: too. <laughs> well, well let's, we you got to talk about
0: that, too. But, uh, so, it's traditional Scottish Highland Games. If you see the moderately fat guys out in the field wearing kilts, <laughs> throwing telephone poles <laughs> and rocks, that's what we do. Get a strong AF. <laughs> um, but some of the records, you, you know, the... One is the sheaf toss, which is not a traditional Scottish event, it's an Irish event, but I hold the record for the 16-pound bag, 20-pound bag, 25-pound bag, and 28-pound bag, which really, as a professional, we only throw the 20-pound bag, but I've thrown all those other ones, and at the Arnold Classic, we throw indoors, so they kept pumping the weight of the bag up, because... The the first year I was there, I went over the girder, and the oh. ceiling. Oh. So they bumped the weight up, and uh, they bumped it up to twenty eight pounds. So, those are unofficial kind of stupid records because it's the only place you throw that bag. But by the way, I'm I'm talking about throwing a bag. It's a we stab a bag with a pitchfork. It's full of like it's a burlap bag. It's usually sewn into a cube full of twine or something, and it. Enough to make it weigh 20 pounds. We stab it with a pitchfork and throw it up over a bar, kind of like a pole vault standard. If somebody was trying to clear a bar with a pole vault pole.
2: you got to Google it and see what it is. It's the most, like, aggressive. Like I just think of, like, paleo, hunter-gatherer, survivor. Yeah. Primal. Yeah, primal. Yeah, um, sport out there, which I'm – Mallory and I are both CrossFitters, and I, I'm more of the, like – move weight, dig hole, do this, and then it's like flutter around and do muscle-ups, and I'm like, oh, That's my job. Yeah, I, that's not my job. So when I saw this, I was like, wait, how long the game is a thing? Like, how, how did I miss this growing up? Like, this is more right. my blood than CrossFit, but... So anyways, it's it's awesome. You gotta look it up if you haven't seen it. And Spencer just... he, How do you train, or how do you prepare for the next day to compete?
0: Uh, so are you talking about pre... The night before? Yeah. You was was already like, know that I
2: know, but I want everyone else to know how awesome this is.
0: Well... So this started in college. I don't know if it's a good habit or a bad habit. I actually want to do a research paper about this. <laughs>
2: I'm uh, in.
0: <clears throat> but no, I, I actually like to go out and have quite a few drinks the night before I compete. <laughs> and it kind of takes the edge off. So when I was in college, I had a problem of getting really uptight and getting in my own head uh, on the day of competition. And one night, uh, I was actually throwing, I was redshirting this year. So, none of the meets I went to counted for shit, so I didn't really care. So, I'd go to the bar the night before. Yeah. And um, the first time I did that, the next day I went out and threw two personal bests and shot put in discus. and discus. Scratching my head like, mm, Carbo load. there might be something to this. Yeah. But I, I drink enough to where my head hurts just the right amount. <laughs> so, I'm not paying attention to what I'm about to do. I'm thinking about, you know, fuck, my head kind of hurts. Yeah. And also, you're a little hungover, so the idea of throwing, in every throwing sport, you want to be long and loose,
1: mm.
0: and when you're kind of hungover and or still drunk, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to stay long and loose and, and pretty relaxed. So That's what's up. I don't know. I, I, heard, I heard Michael Jordan man. did it, too.
2: I mean, <laughs> no, he did. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, and he said he always played better sick. Because he had to, like, concentrate more. So Mm -hmm. I think maybe the reverse effect, but same idea, taking your mind. I heard he would drink,
0: like, a six-pack on game
2: days. Seriously? Yeah. Was it Gatorade flavor? Gatorade's a sponsor. (laughs) We'll go with, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was goo. It was Gatorade goo flavor. Those are so extra. That's amazing. Okay. So five world records as of right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't you have to have like a Guinness guy there every time or something like that? Well,
0: for for it to be a Guinness book world record, yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that are world records that are always tracked that aren't in Guinness. So okay. no, they've never been, because I mean, literally you would have to have them in every game because you never know when one's going to pop. You know what right. I mean? Because this year, my, my season opener, I ended up breaking two world records and I was... I knew, so Sheaf, what I was talking about, this, the 20-pound bag, I've been throwing that really well in training, and I knew this year I'm probably going to break it a few times. Okay. trying not to be a cocky prick about this. No, one.
2: I mean, you're the... I'm, you're, I'm
0: really good at that event, it and backs, it's, it's, it very, it's very comfortable with me, and the actual pitchfork, it's, it's an ancient head. I say ancient, it's over 100 years old, the, the yeah. actual head of the fork. And my buddy in Oklahoma, Jonathan Irvin, made it for me. It's a John Irvin Boomstick, as he Eight. calls them. I love it. <laughs> and um, it's, it's the best one on the planet. It's awesome stick. So I knew that was going to go down, but then the lightweight for distance is a 28-pound weight. Um, you spin around twice and throw it. And the opening throw, I haven't thrown this since September at our national championships. Yeah. I haven't picked it up. I haven't trained it. Nothing. My opening throw, I was the first thrower of the competition Opening throw, I broke the world record by almost a foot. Wow, and,
2: that's a lot in the sport, isn't Isn't it like well, Seconds uh, in swimming where it's a big deal. Every yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
0: so the record was the re- I held the previous record at ninety six six, and then I threw ninety
2: Wait, so,
3: so you beat your own world record? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was cool. But, yeah. but that's one.
0: That's one that I honestly like. I thought because ninety six six, that's fucking far, and. Yeah. Everybody said, well, when are you going to throw 100? I'm like, well, probably never. That's real damn far. <laughs> Except
1: for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so that one, I mean, I totally wasn't expecting it. But I knew, and, uh, you know, I've talked about it. So Sebastiana and I work out at the same gym, and um, she's recently started throwing. And I talked to her about, you know, hitting certain positions. And, like, on that throw, when I got to the front, my brain was like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. You're about to crush this one. Yeah. And I did, and as soon as it left my hand, I, I I'm just watching it. I just lift my hand up and walk out of the ring. I was like, Yeah, that's fucking huge.
2: (laughs) Not cocky at all, ladies and gentlemen. I'm humble, I swear.
0: No, it was it was a good day. And that that was totally unexpected. So like the Guinness record thing, like you can't expect to have somebody go to every Highland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: But then people still know. Like, even if it's not written on the books, like Within the community, I'm sure, obviously, people know who you are, but, like, if they know something oh, happened sure. on that day, well, that there's, kind of thing, so, so.
0: so there is a process to verifying all this stuff. And uh, Ryan Stewart out of Utah, he's actually the guy that's programming me right now in the weight room with Stewart Strength Systems. Um, he keeps track of all the Highland Game world records. Uh, I can't remember the guy who used to do it, but now Ryan. So if a world record's broken, wherever it's broken, that AD has to measure it with a steel tape. They need a picture of it with the steel tape. Then they have to measure the implement because it, like, with the twenty-eight pound weight, it has to be eighteen inches or less. And um, then you have to take it to the post office and weigh it on a weigh in on a oh, post wow. office scale. Oh, you have wow. to get pictures of everything. So, so it makes yeah. all the records official. Yeah. And if you fail to do any one of those things, then it it doesn't get put on the record books. Holy cow! So it is. Okay. You know, it's. It's official, as yeah. official as we make it in our fringe sport, yeah. whatever you call our sport.
2: Well, so how, how, my question to this is, and then I want to get into coaching, and we can talk about uh, Sebastiana's journey into things, I'll let you do your intro, but um, I mean, the sport is obviously very old, mm-hmm. and how, how did you come how did you get into this, and then where do you see it going over the next, like, 5, 10, 15 years? Like, is it going crazy Growing?
0: You know, I, I, that's, a, that's a really, really good question. So I, it's an ancient sport. You know, it predates the Olympics. Um, the hammer throw, the Scottish hammer, is what led into what we know as the Olympic wire hammer now. Mm-hmm. The stone throws are what they throw in shot put. Actually, that 28-pound weight used to be an Olympic event. I think for one or two Olympics, they threw that. I wish they did it now. That'd be cool. <laughs> still
1: um, yeah, they should.
0: <laughs> But um, I was track and field through college, and one of my—he was never one of my official coaches—but I, I transferred to a school to work under him. When I got there, he took the job at the school I just left.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
0: it was a weird deal because he was a—he was an AD or not AD—a uh, um, GA, a graduate assistant.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, so he wasn't making money, but he had another year there, and then he got offered an actual job. Mm-hmm. At Tarleton State, so we kind of did that, which, whatever. But anyway, after my track career, I tried to do a year of throwing discus professionally, and I just wasn't good enough. And he told me he thought I'd be really good at Highland Games, so we got into it. And, oh gosh, I guess that was about 10 years ago, and it's just constantly been... Uh, an uprise
2: have you seen like the community grow and like people understand it more like
0: yeah so so the community of good athletes has definitely grown okay. since i 've gotten in i 've seen wh- when I came in, there was a crop of about six of us, and we just also ha- all happened to be like in the Texas area that were really really good amateurs okay. and we we all went pro, and you see a lot of x track and field guys um. There's some ex-strongman, couple ex-NFL players that, that find their way into the games, so you get legitimate athletes yeah. into this game that in, in game competition, sport, whatever that not many people know about. Yeah. But as far as growth, it's kind of regressed in the past two decades because it used to be on ESPN.
1: Okay.
0: They used to do the Heavy Event series <laughs> or something like that, and they had big sponsors and like big paydays and from. What I understand, one of the guys that had that relationship with ESPN or ESPN Two, whatever it was, it was ESPN Two. He passed away, and nobody really filled the void. Okay. So it just it like that died off.
2: Oh, so you attribute it to TV exposure primarily. <clears> Hundred percent. <throat> oh, yeah, because okay.
0: because that's whenever all the big sponsors came in, and you know I don't get it. They put the damn National Spelling Bee on yeah. ESPN.
2: Content is weird mm, nowadays, and it's usually so it's, weird. it's tied to sponsors. Like they're gonna pay like. If you're a spelling bee and, like, let's say you're selling Clorox to families, maybe that's more marketable versus a Highland Games athlete, it's harder to find sponsors. I don't know, but right. there's so many details, like, we don't really know that it sucks because then this is actually genuine content. And then the life of the sport depends on it. Like, it's, it's For huge. For sure.
0: Well, there, So there's a lot. Of the festivals, <clears throat> you know, the festivals always are going to have pretty big sponsors. So, well, here's an example of the growth of the sport. The Celtic Classic is the, is our national championship, and it's in uh, Pennsylvania at the end of the year. Since they deemed that the national championship, and I think this was in the early 90s, the payout has been the exact same.
2: Wow, okay.
0: Which is kind of, you know, you look at every other sport, Yeah. it, it, it inflates with inflation.
2: Right, right.
0: It's been, you win it, it's 3,500
1: bucks.
2: That's one. Cr- well, and this is one of our initial conversations because I was so intrigued by, mm-hmm. I, I mean, CrossFit, it's, it's more known now, but like lacrosse as a woman's lacrosse player. There's minimal hope of me, you know, being a professional woman's lacrosse player long term. Right. So I remember I was talking to Spencer and I'm like, dude, how do you make money off this? Like, how do you be a pro athlete in this sport? And can you eat off it? And, um, obviously he's one of the best in the game. So, you know, you can walk away with prize winnings. Um, but I was actually impressed with how much money was in it, even if you couldn't live off of it. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, I had never heard it, and I li- <clears throat> exist in fitness and sports space. Right, right. Um, so the fact that there was even that a little bit, I think that's awesome.
0: Well, yeah, because you, you look at this compared to, like, old oh, oh, powerlifting. You use powerlifting. Yeah. There's no money in powerlifting. Right. We right. work, uh, L.S. McLean is a guy at our gym at the same place in New Braunfels at Strength Built. Uh, he's a world champ, and he yeah. just won... At the Arnold, he's a USAPL USAPL, USAPL lifter. Um, and he's the best in the world. Yeah, and he just won the Arnold and made like a thousand bucks.
2: Really? Wow! Yeah.
0: There's that's, no money in powerlifting.
3: Right.
2: It's, it's
0: all sponsorship money, and to be a powerlifter is super expensive.
2: Oh, it's yeah. well. That's that's the other conversation around it. Is like all the shit you need to do the sport. Like, this shoot, we got all dogs in here right now. You're welcome. Get him. We got Bravo and Cleo in the house, everybody. Um, but yeah, the, everything that goes a long way, but which I also, it, it sucks you can't monetize it, but it shows how much the competitors care because you're paying for all of it, time away from your family, um, coaching, everything you've got to seek out and, and do yourself. And yep. it's, it's hard, but on the flip side, what I think is important for our world is the community that that cultivates, mm-hmm. whether it's CrossFit or Highland Games or, you know, dog training. Um, <laughs> these little niche communities that have come around, like, <clears throat> bigger games, even, like, boutique fitness, whether it's spin class or whatever, I think that's what we're starting to see arise in stuff, right. and as people and families, I think, get more disconnected from, like, their actual loved ones, and then they have these smaller communities, I kind of think long-term that'll trickle into the fitness space and, like, these... Niche situations, where it does become so much of your community in your everyday, right. um, that importance of that community will help foster the sport and go to new lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, if that just made sense. Um, None of it. But <laughs> <That's a lot laughs> of more beers, words. yeah. I know. <laughs> but I mean, what all of these underlying things, um, and I won't digress too much. Is it's really about like community and yes. um, being alongside people that you know you want to train with, and you've got these. Personality traits and goals and missions that are in common, Um, and then if you can play sports alongside that, that's pretty damn awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. So and and like crossover is a big one for like Highland Games, really any sport. So you met Matt Vincent. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So Matt Matt probably did more for the Highland Games in the two thousand, well, possibly ever, barring all that big sponsorship and ESPN coverage. Okay. So Matt, I don't know how. I mean, he was he was fat and really dumb looking whenever he was throwing.
2: Oh, poor Matt!
0: <laughs> he was a terrible looking human. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't I mean, we all are, that. but yeah. Matt was bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: but but he's he's a huge personality, and then he created his own brand. But he wasn't just like a Highland game guy, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. he was well known in the CrossFit community. Um, you know, he was known for. Went one time doing like the world's fattest muscle up or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: think
0: he I thought did that a, was me. <laughs> I think he did a ring muscle up at like right at three hundred pounds. Oh, what does he
2: walk around now? God. Oh,
0: he's at like two two fifty now. He looks good now. He's oh, lost. I don't think
2: weight. he. I don't, like when you. I don't think of him as that big of a human. I mean, my whole family. My brothers are all six foot two something plus. Yeah. so, Like they're big animals well, naturally. Not but
0: tall, no, know. he's not tall. He's, he's not a little bit awesome. Oh, okay. He's,
4: he was around okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm Sorry, Matt, we love you he out here. He was shaped. I don't know you that well. <laughs> sorry.
1: But, uh,
0: no, he, he, did, he did so much for the games and brought so many people that otherwise would have never heard anything about it, got their eyes on it, and actually ended up getting a lot of, you know, higher caliber athletes involved. Yeah. Which yeah. is super cool, and I, I don't think he gets yeah. enough credit for it. I think a lot of people kind of glance or gloss over what he did, because his career was a little short-lived because of his knee issue. Um, you know, he, he, if he was still throwing, he'd still be at the top. Yeah. It, it, I think if he was still throwing, and we talk about it a lot, because we, we came up together, and we always pushed each other. Yeah. And then he went pro, and I stayed amateur, and then he was chasing this Dan McKim guy to be the best. And then Dan McKim retired about the time he got hurt. And we always talk about, like, whenever we threw against each other, Every day was like, even, even if we were training. Yeah. It's like no motherfucker, it, no, it's my <laughs> turn now.
2: Like go
0: sit down, my turn. Yeah. And then we we would just constantly one up one another. And so I know you know if it wasn't for the knee, anyway. That's, yeah. yeah. No, but that's
2: huge. Word. I mean, but that even kind of goes back to like community because it's your every day. Like it's such a big part of your world and who you are and um when you are training amongst the best every single day it makes a difference in your mm-hmm. game every in your mentality because it's i mean training at front range we had some of the best athletes in the country and some of the best women every single day you had to show up to compete and it was physically taxing but mentally on another level because yep. you just you're there and you had fun but shit every day was like we're taping this we're going like it, it's hard it's, it's, but you
0: that's what you got to do. I mean, if you want to be better, you got to surround your place, or you got to surround yourself with people better than yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you'll either get stagnant, you'll get way too cocky, or you'll just get bored. Yeah. Like beating the hell out of everybody is boring.
2: Yeah. It's
0: really. It might be fun for a day or two, but.
2: I mean, I don't know that I can fully say I've experienced <laughs> that. Yeah. <thank laughs> a lot mind. of things. I mean. It,
1: <laughs> no, it, it ladies could, and
0: gentlemen, Spencer Tyler. <laughs> it could be. It could be on any level. I mean, it doesn't have to be in sports. It could be yeah. anything. Like. I can read faster than you. Like being yeah. prettier
2: than everyone <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Did I tell you how she was a Disney princess?
0: I'm <laughs> in a better beard. I have a better beard than everybody at this table.
3: I that know, is, true. that,
2: so that is true. That is true. Cleo and Bravo might give you a run for your money. Though. That's true. For <laughs> real. Well, on that note, outside of being a phenomenal athlete, you're coaching. I don't know if you've been coaching for a while, but um, – Sebastiana, I want to give you an opportunity because your story is probably the most noteworthy as we pontificate no. about CrossFit no. and whatnot. Um, but I, again, I love the community tie. It's so huge because I think sports and fitness bring such phenomenal humans into your world um, that you probably otherwise wouldn't have crossed paths with. So um, without further ado, you can talk about coaching and Sebastiana can tell her story. Absolutely.
0: So yeah, my, my professional career Outside of college, I started off as a coach. Oh, okay. I was a high school football powerlifting and track coach. I did one year at Angelo State at the university level, but I was really just strength training there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did that for four or five years. I can't remember. And uh, it was just the time versus the money wasn't good enough. So, And I'm in Texas, and the oil field pays a lot of damn money. Oh, yeah. So I found a sales job there. Then I did a little bit of coaching on the side, and then we moved to Midland for that, and then we moved back to New Braunfels, and that's whenever I started, uh, well, honestly, I'd, I was talking trash about Matt earlier, I when we moved to Midland, I, I was a fat piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. I got up to
0: 385 pounds. And what do
2: you I, walk around at now?
0: Right now, I'm at a, a super handsome 320. Okay. That still so, takes a
2: lot of beer. <laughs> It does. <laughs> yeah. It does. Well, so like for, for 385,
0: I got down to 300. And I look at pictures now, me at 300 versus me at 320. I'm like, God, I look gross at 300. Like I yeah. think I look better now, 20 pounds heavier. But yeah. anyway, whatever. There's my vanity moment.
2: <laughs> we got a second Disney princess in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: Goofy's Disney, right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Goofy's a cow. Did you? Oh, isn't
3: he? No, Goofy's a dog. I
0: think Goofy's a cow. I
3: think Goofy's a cow, actually.
0: I think he's a cow. What
3: the
2: Aww. F? No, it's got Goofy, the long hair, the, the floppy fur? ears.
0: I think he's a cow.
2: I've never seen a cow I like got, that in my I life. That a, that I is a cow. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I heard this the other right day. And, I think a dog. Yeah,
2: no way. My brain stopped. I guess Pluto. Is oh, Pluto Pluto that's what I was thinking. I just had to think. No, Pluto's the brown dog with the black ears, and Goofy's uh, the white and black.
4: I think but he's he a cow. spotted.
2: That makes sense. Goofy is definitely a dog. says answer. Is yeah, it's got to be a dog. No way could that be a cow.
0: You can edit that shit out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. No, we are leaving. it. That was the best part of it. Edit right that there. out. <laughs> <laughs> Deep moments. But anyway, I think um,
0: she texted me. Uh, started doing a little more coaching uh, with, with Highland Games and stuff. Started doing clinics and some one-on-one coaching. And then I coached a couple of high school kids throwing. And uh, here recently, what has this been like? two or three months
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Sebastiana found out that she had an opportunity to throw in the Paralympics and an opportunity to make some real money too
2: oh really yeah when we talk about Sorry, I
4: didn't. Well, I'm Sebastiana.
2: Yeah, tell all you the name, story, anything. Sebastiana
4: Lopez. Well, I'm just gonna keep segueing, segueing. Anyways, you could. So keep talking off of what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> Words, <laughs> brain, stroke. <laughs> I deny. try to just use
2: emojis nowadays, but yeah, it's so much easier. So much easier. <laughs> the fart emoji is my favorite. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs>
4: but so talking about when we're talking about um, money and like, because if you think about it, being a paid athlete like a professional athlete that's validation for the sport and you as an athlete it's not always about the money but it does validate the sport yeah um if you want to talk about people that are severely i think underpaid or we don't get paid anything our adaptive athletes sure there is no money we do it we all do it but it makes us so raw at the same time we all do it because a yeah. it's part of our recovery um and we i mean it just gives us like a purpose if that yeah. makes sense like a, a coaching connections with people but there is absolutely, like, every competition I go to, I pretty much have to, I pay, I lose money, like, I, I So there's pay. not
2: any competition out there at all where you can, even if it's, like, a thousand bucks or five hundred bucks oh, where no. you do <laughs> it? Really?
4: No. Um, okay. So the Arnold, um, I just went to, I we competed in CrossFit, and I did a strongman there, too. Um, yep. Hello. You're good. Yeah, there was a... Uh, Luckily, uh, Team Summer Slam League required they sent us there, but there was no prize money, none of that. Okay,
2: we got dogs back here. We got dogs. Okay, okay. I haven't seen her this live in a while, so Bravo awesome. definitely no, is a new friend. So yeah. yeah, she I is. I love burn on out. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and um, we have our version of the CrossFit Games. Um, it's okay. It's called the Wheel Wad Open. Yeah. And, so
2: Ogar, um, not to cut you off, Kevin Ogar is like one of my longtime friends. We yeah, started you, CrossFit guys. and like. Uh, 2009 his name like so he's changed the game and he's literally one of my favorite humans mostly because his initials are also ko but he's also a good <laughs> that's dude. awesome
4: K. yeah he's yeah, my dude awesome.
2: um and he's like forged such larger conversation on craig hospital and recovery in general and questioning nutrition and recovery mm. but in- but anyways i don't want to cut you off the only- i only know a little bit because of him and then having seen some of the um uh competitions like we went to the waterpalooza and saw that and it was on i said to spencer i'm like we want to get involved with these athletes we want to be in the mix. Like it was incredible what we saw. So,
0: do you mind if I go for chime it? In? Go for it. Go go Give go. Give me this go. microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're
2: new here. And it won't fly off. So whatever you do. Um,
0: so I actually talked to her about this. You know, they're competing. They're in game mode. And this was at the Arnold. This is the, the only time I've actually able to watch her and uh, her team compete. Yeah. And there was not an adaptive class. They were competing with everybody else. Oh okay. And uh, we're sitting there watching, and another guy was there from our gym doing Strongman, and I'm just kind of watching. I'm looking down the row, you know, because how they got the CrossFit set up, everybody on the big rack, and everybody's kind of moving down towards the the audience. Yeah. The events progress. means the, the rig. <clears throat> the rig. I I got, sorry. You. I, got you. <laughs> I do cross fat, not cross fat. <laughs> How
2: have I never heard that till right now? I would have called every gymnastics workout. Here comes cross fat for myself. But okay, noted. I'm totally stealing that. So,
0: so I'm watching, and there's this girl on the far end, and she is a gold-nutted stud. She, I think she clean and jerk like 265 that day. She snatched like 235.
2: Oh my God. So so I look
0: over there, that catches my eye because I hear a couple of people cheering and I'm like, good God, this chick is legit. But I look at the audience, the actual, I guess, what you would call the grandstand at the Arnold, the small bleachers that are up there. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Do you think Have, they do? They
2: understood what was going on? Oh, they had to. Okay. I mean,
0: she I mean, she was beating the hell out of everybody as far as weight is concerned, just sheer weight. She's doing what the men are doing.
2: Yeah. No, that's a that's a ton of weight.
0: Yes, it's it's obnoxious. Anyway, this, mic, like is, that microphone. Yeah, this mic is being <laughs> a real dick. <diff. laughs>
2: We're
1: trying I'll to figure out how it to, like, yeah. Um,
0: so I start paying attention to the audience, and they're all watching her team. The some assembly required team, sorry,
3: right? Yeah, Some
2: assembly required. That's actually really hilarious. Right. Oh, I like I, it. I'm just going to give it another twist. You
0: just follow your heart. There we go. Oh, there we go. Golden.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and every time they complete a lift or an exercise, the crowd loses their fucking mind. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, they're drawing in more people than the actual crossfitters. Or if they're not bringing them like in, yeah. well, I'm, you know what I mean. That was a dickhead statement. <laughs> You know what I mean?
1: Pretty
0: sticky. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I screw that up every now and again. But uh, they're, they're demanding the attention. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, the validation to get paid is because it's a spectator sport, right? Yeah. You got to have spectators. And when the spectators are there watching one group and the other group is the one making money...
2: Yeah. Kind of sucks. I, but it I doesn't honestly, make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I don't even think it's like how humans think about how they care. I think it's companies... Don't understand that <laughs> dynamic, and it's so new to them. It's like, so new. Yeah, Coca Cola or whoever's paying, you know, apparel brands—they haven't experienced, they haven't seen it. Us being at Wadapalooza is the first time I had really seen it, and we were like sitting there, like with tears streaming, and I'm like, "This is awesome!" Like, I we—I well, we, mean, I've been to the games, I have played it at high levels. Like, it's great, it's exciting, but it's nothing like seeing somebody with. One arm up there competing and then even the way they had the event set up and like they could adapt the things, I didn't even know well, CrossFit had evolved on that. Like it was incredible to see. It's a bigger but it's, it's new. It's bigger
3: than the sport itself to yeah. me, at yeah. least. You you just you see them doing a sport, yes, or a competition, but it's like just watching human adaption mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. you change the way human you human
4: adaptation, human spirit I think is a big 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 thing at like I get yeah. from it from watching other athletes. And so that's I'm talking about like the fringy sports and stuff like that. I think part of it is just a lot of people don't know about it yet.
2: Yeah. And yeah. we
4: and in all fairness, um, we are adaptive athletes. We are doing a lot more things that previous amputees weren't doing. Like I have friends that are above me amputees who have been amputees their whole lives, but they're like, how are you front squat? Like I'm I'm actually squatting with my leg. I'm one of, I'm probably one of the only females right now out there doing it. Yeah. That are AKs. Um and it's just because I so I became an amputee in 2015. I had a motorcycle accident. Sorry, I had a motorcycle accident, um, so I'm very new. And I was very athletic. I played for the Air Force volleyball team um, before I losing my legs. I, was in, I played arena football, so I was very active. So for me, it wasn't really, it wasn't going to stop me. I was trying to find ways to, to compete again somehow, in some way. Um, but a lot of amputees that, that have been lifers, like since they were kids, they just society just wanted them just to walk, or right. just to stand up, or don't become a diabetic. So I think now we're evolving, like, hey, no, we can do the same shit everybody else does. Just because we adapt things doesn't mean it's easier. And I think that's what we're starting to learn. It's not, it is not easier. It's just adapting it. We're not changing the weights. Like, um, when we competed at the Arnold, we did all the same events. All the same, everything's the same. I had to do handstand walks, which was terrible. I can't open my hands Okay. So that was difficult. Is that but, from the
2: accident as well? Yeah. So
4: my right arm is a brachial plexus injury, and probably a lot of the arm amputees that you saw have my exact same injury. But I somehow, miraculous talking about energy like earlier. Yeah. Like you know, you know, Kill Bill when she's like, move your big toe. Yeah. I literally did that for hours every day, and like with my fingers. And then one day, it started to work. So.
3: Oh. I um,
4: believe that in that is stuff.
3: One hundred percent.
4: And this I- is just mangled from the accident.
3: Do you mind me asking, were you you riding? Like, were you on the back of it? No, it was just
4: me. So I was in the middle of the turn. I got hit by an armadillo, my front tire, and then I hit a curb, and then I hit a tree. Oh,
3: my gosh. What was your bike? It
4: was a Ninja 600. It was a Kawasaki. Do
3: you think you'd ever ride again, or... I've been back on
4: a four wheeler and I okay. probably would in a controlled environment. Yeah. If my hand function was a little better because it's, I mean, they can they can adapt the bikes for you, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I don't really trust my hands that well. They spasm okay. a lot. He sees it happen all the time. But they are getting better ever since throwing has started. Oh, cool. Which is crazy because it's like a, not only am I continuing to compete and maybe at a high level now, Yeah. but I'm getting more function in my hands too. So that's a freaking. Uh, so that's cool. But I mean, this wow. is stuff
2: like the, the, I mean, you got the business world, you got our human world, our communities, our people, and then you have the medical world. Like you guys are forging space and questions that haven't even happened yet. Like this is really breaking barriers. And this is why I get so geeked out on what Ogar is doing because he's literally kicking down the door and saying, yeah, I know you went to medical school and this and that, all this, but I'm telling you there's a better way. Oh, yeah. Here's what I've done and look how much it's changed my life. Um, and Amy Van Dyke cannot leave her off either. Like they are literally moving the needle, and they're these key voices in the community that are shaking stuff up. Like and it's I, a big deal. It's
4: scary to them. A lot of like like functional medicine of them a bigger deal these days, which is great. So for instance, when I was in, so I was in the hospital for about six months straight, a coma for a month. Um, when I woke up, my hands were completely paralyzed, and they're like, "You're never going to walk because I'm a very short amputee, and I had drop foot in this side, so this leg wasn't working either." So they're like, what does drop foot mean?" So basically, you have a flaccid foot. Okay. You have no flexion. You can't go left or right with it, and I still have issues with it, but I figure it out. Okay. Um, but they're like, yeah, you're gonna have a caregiver for the rest of your life. You know, at that time I couldn't wipe my own, but like wow. all that stuff.
2: How old were you at the time?
4: Twenty-five. Okay, so yeah, you're young.
2: 20, How old yeah. are you now? If you 28, know? Twenty-eight. Okay, so this is just three years ago.
4: God. Four now. Four. Okay. Yeah. My um, alive day was February 28th in 2015. What is, and what does that mean? Alive day is like the day you survived. So it's like oh, your okay. second birthday almost. It's, it's better It's better than your birthday. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty great. Yeah, this
0: dickhead paid for
4: dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah, on my live date. I couldn't have it. Well, it was...
2: That I makes was up just, for any comments he accidentally said earlier. <laughs> well, <laughs> you in the clear now, Spencer.
4: He'll <laughs> get over it.
2: Well, you brought me here to meet these great people, so it's it's
4: full circle, right? Talk about yeah. the energy, then it comes back around. Bravo. Leave it alone. I love, he's hype off the
2: energy. I haven't seen Cleo this, like, in the mix She's in like, a while. What's up, bro. Yeah.
3: Listen, Barry Allen came her- and,
2: and Barry Allen, yeah, Barry Allen is Mallory's dog. Okay, so accident. Now... You had this point where they're like, "You are me caregiver. You need all these things." What in your mind was like, mm, "No, no, thanks. I'm going to do this myself." Well, or what
4: was the turning point? So when I, so for me, when I woke up from my coma, uh, at the time, like I wasn't even breathing on my own; I had collapsed lung as well, and I had a lot of internal damage. So I was pretty gnarly scarred. Oh wow! That's all from uh, honestly. So my hands and my leg are not; those are not the worst things that happened to me. It's all the internal stuff and yeah. in the, in the brain stuff that um, happened that was really bad. Uh, so when I woke up, I was like, "All right, cool." Um, like I was like. When I was able to talk a little bit, I was like, where's my running leg? Like? I thought it was that easy. Like, oh, it was, I was like, little did I know it was going to take me over a year to stop walking. I didn't know that at the time. So for me, it was kind of pretty right away. Like, it's hard to explain. I have my sad points, but right when I woke up, I kind of already figured out. I was going to figure it out. Yeah. But then I was also really doped up on drugs.
1: <laughs> so yeah. after
4: all that came down um, is when it really hit me. I actually never got a chance to tell you this story. Um... I was at the hospital at We went to I got allowed like a Base pass to eat So this is a military installation Military hospital yeah. And they had like A Panda Express on base And they let me You know Hey go Go eat something normal Not hospital food But I was At the time I had like A huge cyst or something In my stomach So I kept I couldn't hold down food But I wanted to just Get out of the hospital yeah. So we went to Panda Express So I'm sitting there Eating And I have a huge bib on I have food all over my face And I'm like Barely I couldn't really feed myself So, But I was trying I didn't want my mom to help me and I look up, and across from me, I see a little baby, and that baby has looks just like me. And I kind of broke down. I don't really cry um. that much, but it, it hit me that wow, you're 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 a fucking two year old again. That's yeah. exactly. I need a break. Girl, you good? Do what
2: you got to? Two Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. Spencer never did, but the rest of us did. That's but yeah, no, you're so good. You're good. <laughs> sorry.
4: No. Um. But yeah, that's when it really hit me. So I was upbeat right away, to be honest, because I mean, this still have you. You it don't it doesn't hit you, and then yeah. you're out trying to do something like normal, like mm-hmm. eating or wiping your butt, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it. I was like, wow, you're too. So it hit me. I broke down, you know. And I was really embarrassed for my about my hands for the longest time. I wouldn't want people to see them. But I wouldn't take pictures, like. So and then eventually, probably two or three months after that, when I started doing like the fin- I call them finger pushups, I was like. Fuck that! It's fine. It's just an opportunity to relearn everything again. How yeah. exciting! You know? I was like, all right, just get excited about it. Mm-hmm. You can really like relearn everything. Like how many people have the opportunity to rewrite their life? Right, the you get to do it now. So it took me a little bit. Um, especially when you said too. That.
2: That's kind of what I thought of. I'm like, you you can start over, which mm-hmm. is, is daunting. I, and I would never pretend that I can understand that. But it is kinda of like this clean slate of I can
4: now almost have a say in my learning. You do because you because cognitively I was still I mean, I had a lot of issues. I had to go through speech therapy yeah. and I had a stroke too. Um so I was still not I was still but I was still aware. I was like, Well you have control now. Like yeah. you're a two year old but you get to literally control what you learn, how yeah. you do things. So it was at that point I I got excited. Yeah. When it started that's when I started doing like the whole talking to my hands and making them like, y'all aren't going to listen. Eventually, you will listen to me. And... How did
2: you maintain that, though? Because that's not easy. Even, like, if, if your family and people around you care about you, they're still not you. Like, you're the only one in this.
4: Maybe that's let them down almost. It was yeah. one of those things. Like, um, I'm one of ten kids. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Where, uh, where were oh, you in the mix of that? Num- Catholic. Number eight, yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, like those shit. damn Catholics. Okay. Damn, your parents must have good jobs, man. <laughs> no, Holy shit. no. Okay.
4: But it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> we made it work. Um, like, like they spent so much. I mean, they're all all my family were super proud of me for being in the Air Force and just doing what I was doing. So I wanted to, to make them proud again and just let them know, like, how the best way I could repay them for being at the hospital with me for so long is to survive and actually have a life. Yeah, not just survive, but actually live.
2: Thrive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. Um, and all of that got it. I'm 38, and just knowing my twenty four year are self. You don't look and 38 and at all. Hashtag Botox, that, yeah. green teeth. Um Yeah, no, but I mean, I just think of, like, my young self and the dumb shit I did. But, I, mean, <laughs> I still had stuff together, but these are, like, such big kid experiences when you're so young, so it's fascinating to me to have, like, such an adult perspective Um when you are, you know, that young, and then be able to make really adult decisions moving forward, and that's... Yeah and i 've done a lot i have 't done a lot i 've been exposed to a good amount around um, mental health and i' have two brothers in the military and you know there's conversations around PTSD and mental there's all the scars and injuries you can 't see um, that I think are are really tough having dealt with what they 've seen what they 've dealt with um, and and that 's another forging conversation in our world now is, is mental health and We've got some great um, people out here that neuroperformance and they're doing brain maps and all this really cool, how cool forwarding conversation. Oh, it's amazing. And mm-hmm. it's so important where society's at. Even if you're not injured, it's, you know, nutrition, how that impacts it. Or you're just genetically, oh, not yeah. mentally. Sta- so many things. But again, this is another arena where we still don't know a lot. Like there's so much conversation to be had around, okay, what's injury? What can we do now? How do we rehabilitate this person? Oh, wait, this didn't work for the past 30 years, but all the government and agencies are funding it this way. So we're not going to <clears> question it. Um, so it takes people like you to really like talk about it forge it and then question a better way yeah
4: break it break it down uh, break down those barriers like for for everything yeah. like, especially in the, like the mental health side of things I think uh, for a long time we've been settling with just okay this person has a trauma or has some type of injury whether it's seen or unseen let's put them in this little pool yeah. and that's what they're, that's what they're defined as that that's exactly who they are Bravo! bravo you get this one.
2: Out, drop it, out, leave it. Oh,
4: it's it. in there. It I can any to sweet. All right, go get that. one.
2: Okay. No. Any other toy that you Bravo. can do. Bravo. God, he's a ball guy. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. I do know he's, he's going to want good. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't, no, please don't, no, no, no. oh, not the glass. <laughs> Bravo, no. So I just put the, hey. we're on a glass table, and I put the ball down. He's going to jump there. right there. If you need lock them in
4: there, you can. Or. No, have you had
3: him for three four years now then? no did I got you? him in
4: March of last year <laughs>
3: you did how was yeah. that honestly at first I didn't even want him
4: <laughs> no I ph- no I have a photo in my, my he can tell you about it what? It's... so I, at the time I was still trying to figure out how to take care of myself and I was just worried that I wouldn't be able to watch a dog <laughs> yes. and then I was, I was just gonna be more work and all that good stuff but he grew on me it took a few months but now, I'm like freaking out if he's not near me. It, it's terrible. Did he but come to you as a service dog? Then? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. He was already fully certified when I got him.
3: The, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the best. And the guy just created a monster. Yes, <laughs> yes you did. You're, he's going to play nonstop. He's, he's <laughs> we're playing the ball right now. He'll
4: do that, do that till he passes out. Does,
3: does he, he? Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, does he lay in bed with you? Oh, no. Yes. He does.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, the funny thing is, I'm allergic to dogs.
3: Are you really? So, do so you take t- Claritin every day or what? Uh, yeah,
4: I do. I do, and I take a okay. so Claritin, and I take a Zyrtec. Is it Zyrtec? Okay. Mm-hmm. The one, yeah, at night. But uh, so, mm-hmm. so I try. I try not to like. I'm like sleep sleep next to me or whatever. But he'll sit there and like just stare at me, and I'm like, fine.
1: Oh, get I totally your ass right. up sleep here. in the bed. I'll yeah. just be. Itchy. I'll actually get out
2: of the bed if she's not comfortable. Then I'll move around. I know it's bad. Oh my! I'm <laughs> the know. queen. What can I say? That. All right. Well, and well. Speaking of energy, how have you noticed a transfer of energy having the dog around? Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. I, I
4: think I'm a little more smiley. I yeah. think. And for me, um, when I'm when I drop something, so like for instance, a credit card, I can't pick that up. I don't know how many times I've dropped a credit card and just left it on the floor for just not and just be embarrassed for trying to pick it up and people watching me. Yeah. And you know how I get that weird sweat like in the back and you're yeah. like, oh, everybody's watching me or whatever. I look weird. So he can pick up credit cards. it, But he has an overbite which is awesome. So it takes him a few tries but it's cute when a dog's doing it. You yeah. know, when a oh human God. is struggling you kind of feel sorry for the human but when a dog's doing it it's just cute. Yeah. So he, that energy is awesome. That dynamic. Everybody kind of pays attention to him and, I, and almost they forget about this which oh, is okay. really, really nice for me because mm-hmm. I don't like that attention. So he like, Takes all the, He loves attention, so yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, he, he just loves, took over yeah. the podcast in <laughs> yeah, these weeks. He yeah, he loves it, so it's it's pretty great.
3: That's awesome. I'm okay. sure the responsibility of having a dog, too, is, is always good, too. You know, Yeah, yeah it gives you... He it depends on you. Just if you like have
4: a shitty day or shitty morning, um, you, gotta you got to get up, because you got something to take yeah. care of. A lot of guys in, um, that are retired military and stuff, they... They get stuck in the at home. They don't yeah. leave their homes, and a lot of them don't have pets either or kids. So that's really tough. They don't yeah. they don't they don't have a purpose. They don't have a why. They don't have another living thing to depend on them. So when that's the case,
3: well, I mean, and that
2: companionship. Yeah. All the, I mean, all mm-hmm. of the above, but also that um i mean cleo has just changed my world and my brother is actually army, army special forces and is a dog handler oh how um, cool is that yeah and he's grown very close to my mom i was like dude what are you doing when you retire like you've spent like your life now training like you go i he gets to keep the dog long term oh that's awesome that energy <clears throat> shift and like your life like i wouldn't compare it to having a kid but the responsibility <sighs> um, changes i feel like they're like, almost
4: in, like an appendage i wouldn't compare it to yeah. a kid but like he's definitely like my leg yeah so don't yeah don't yeah, pin my leg. I get
0: annoyed when people compare me to kids. Yeah, I know. You take a puppy and accidentally leave it inside for a week. You come home, house is trash, puppy's fine. Well,
2: hopefully. You do that with a baby, dead. Yeah, well that's yeah. A, that's a that's a strong yeah, that's comparison. A pretty, that's okay, yeah. cool. okay. we to change the mood here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Spencer, on a light note, I will say this: true. Spencer has. Uh, I'm saying a little bit here. A rock star wife in the highland, like, a phenomenal athlete as well. So she's he,
0: the only world champion
2: in the house. She's okay, so she's. So I was like, okay, and you've got two mm-hmm. daughters, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. When did these kiddos start competing? They're gonna be like rock stars. They're genetically <laughs> bred to like run the world and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> i invite to the dollhouse anytime. Oh, my oldest
0: Eva is five and a half, and Jonna okay. is one and a half. Well, she's 19 months now. So, one and a half, five and a half. Yes. I, hate, I hate talking in months. i can't wait they're years. We can stop talking in <laughs> fucking months.
2: Cleo is 612 months old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, I, I, Sebastian, I still wanted to talk about well, both of you guys. How has I I got outside of the, the community and competing, how has that um, aided in your recovery? one side and then what are some next steps for you guys as like an athlete coaching duo? Um, What are the, what's coming up for 2019 that you really care about? Or you said you, there's opportunity to monetize it. Like tell us all things. So 2020, so, so the parallel yeah. Hey, what day is it?
4: So, um, as far as like I said, I, I still do, I love CrossFit. I'm never going to stop doing it, but there's, I mean, there's not much that uh, excited, like interior validation. There's not much out there. Cause there's not, we have our, our will games, but I mean, it's, It's very expensive to compete at these competitions and travel to get there and all that good stuff. Um, So I'll continue to do it, but more for fitness and fun. It's going to help me to throw because it's a lot of explosive movements. And honestly, it keeps your range of motion. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I wasn't doing CrossFit. And what
2: do the doctors say about that? When you're like, yo, I'm going to go do a pitchfork bag throw thing. Most of them hate it, honestly.
4: A lot of them, especially in the VA system, they almost want to keep you sick.
2: Yeah.
4: Or want you to die sooner. It's so sad, but... Well, it's, it's it's weird to think,
0: like, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and even, I mean, simple injuries, but especially when you have a pretty serious injury, like in your case, I think on the doctor's side, a lot of it's fear. Like yeah. They don't want to tell you, don't hey, run. no, you'll yeah. be fine to do this. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then something even more catastrophic happens. Yeah. There's got to be a liability issue there.
1: That's true.
2: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, fear and then just a little bit of ignorance on their part of, you know, not really doing... Like, what, what you're talking about, the KO guy. Yeah, Kevin Ogar. Ogar. Yeah,
2: he was like, he didn't he didn't you know, to be the he, hospital, so he questioned everything. Yeah,
0: he's kind of trailblazing. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, I, you know, it, it's going to take people like Sebastian yeah. and him and, you know, more and more. Her whole, her whole damn team at the Arnold the guys, Jesus Christ.
4: When, they're all right. Clean and jerk. <laughs> yeah, they're girl. Right. Yeah. No, no, they're awesome. Um, there are so these these guys are single arm amps. Um, right at mm-hmm. the elbow, and one is above the elbow. Uh, K C A Aker clean it or snatch like two hundred and a like, casual two twenty five. Um, casual. Um. Okay. That's not even. <laughs> it. That's not even his max. Like, he catches, catches on it, he his catches it On the nub. Seriously. He, he can do muscle ups on his nub. Um, like. M- and then the. Yeah. the, the I another. feel like such like
2: a lazy yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you used see the <laughs> other dude that's, that's at the shoulder
0: doing clean and jerk with one hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Who, wait, wait so we, when it kind of struck me earlier when you're like, or maybe it was you that said, um, people see adaptive, they think it's easier. Yeah. No part of me would ever oh. think it's yeah. easier. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit. That's no. a thousand times hotter and more dangerous. Like, it's a lot of, well, like...
4: hurt... Sorry. No. It's, a, it's a lot. I want to call them, like, civilians, which is dumb. Like, they're not people that do CrossFit. They don't not, have a name for us, no chance. <laughs> no, no. The, <laughs> we cities. just basic out here. But no, no, but not <laughs> even you guys. It's the non, non-athletes, non people in the general population. Yeah. So um, they don't undersell. I literally have people comment on videos and be like, oh, but you have a bionic leg, so it makes things easier. I'm like...
2: Oh, that is not real life. What? Yeah,
4: that's real life. That. That's oh real my. life.
2: I Well, this is I where think the
4: first person to
0: make people question that was the
4: uh, Australian quarter miler Yeah, cuz he has the... a BK, he's a paper cut. Oh, I caught paper. What does that mean? <laughs> we know both, nothing here Both here. legs. But that's still easier though yeah. a little bit.
0: So, the, so no, that's what I understand. Okay. <laughs> so, so there's truth
2: actually, to it. Was, so
0: yes. He actually did to an advantage. T- What's his name? I forget. So so we call
2: Oh, yeah. I accidentally posted a picture um, of him, and someone was like, yeah, he's a killer. I was like, oh, wrong picture. Yeah. I know. I, you know what? I was trying to support the game here.
4: So below the knee amputees, not all of them, so amputees don't kill me, but most of us even they would admit. It. So if you're missing, if you're missing your knee, it completely is a game changer. We have to talk about biomechanics and how things work. Okay. If you have your knee and you're missing your ankle and your foot, it- we call it a paper cut. We're like uh, you're just you missing call it a what? A, a paper, paper cut. Like that's okay. just a paper cut. Oh, yeah. That's
2: hilarious. What? That is dark. <laughs> you're I would never say that, but if you could say that, that is hilarious.
4: Yeah. That's nuts. So at at one point, people were making those guys. You have complete control. You have your full quad and all yeah. that. So they were making themselves um, taller. But then uh, pylon, oh. so that gives you longer stride if you're thinking about sprinters. Yes. And you do get some energy that boomerang foot, the cheetahs, yes. um, you do get some energy return if you're a BK. Now above knee amputees, completely different story. So right? Below the knee. Below the knee, yeah. Okay. So this, okay. so in some instances, yes, it, it's it is helpful. Especially I hate to say it, if you're double. So if you're so if you're single, your almost your good leg can't keep up with that leg. If you're a double, just imagine that stride that you get and that bounce and that energy return. And did he compete amongst
2: no. normal? No, he runners, did. Era the, the guy that the guy
0: that no, he ran at He ran at Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Everybody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, okay. It was it was a big deal. Uh, I think it was at Worlds. I forget. No, he, he competed with. But he, he was being he all was a the quarter miler, and he was running like 44, 45. Oh wow. Okay. Fast as hell. Yeah. Um yeah, it's nuts. Uh,
2: okay. But well, the craziest
0: thing I said to, to totally, like, I, you know, I'm a track and field guy. Have you seen the guys that run the 100 that are blind? No. Yeah. No. They run with a partner. Oh, A partner yep. runner that guides them in their lane. So, so
2: that guy has to keep up too?
0: Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. There's a dude for the U.S. that's like a sub 11. He's like a 10 second 100 guy and so it's two of them just I don't know if they're tied to the wrist or holding
4: hands it's it's the, you get to choose I think I'm pretty sure they're tied so it's like, nuts so you have to have the same wow. stride and everything yep so the only right. time I've ever seen that was that's a whole other that? angle
2: to the sport that's yeah. literally and metaphorically like that's really crucial to consider yeah and people yeah, and I like, still wouldn't even when so so they you swim about
0: adaptive being easier yeah. I think that comes from like in middle school if, if so I when I was young I grew up with a kid that was in a wheelchair uh, um electric wheelchair, Michael, and he would, like, if we played kickball or something, if he got the ball, it was like, oh, fuck.
2: Yeah. And Michael's going to
0: score. <laughs> and he'd just go around the bases.
2: <laughs> Get it, Michael. that's like, <laughs>
0: like, like, kind of associated with and yeah. not the fact that, no, these are serious athletes. Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah. The, the, these these folks are kicking ass. And, and talking about, like, she, so she can't hold on to a bar to do, uh. Uh, pull-ups and chest of bar and shit oh, like okay. that. So she has, what do you call them, active hands? They're hooks. Okay. I literally.
3: Yeah, we saw did you bring them for 195? Up. Yeah, I have them with me. Yeah! I was like, maybe we can shit, figure out here while I'm here tape. how to do
4: a muscle-up. So I can do a muscle-up. We're trying to, I, not yet. I'm like I said, mm. I can't. Not yet. Well, who cares? We can just tape it. This might be broken. We don't know what's going on
3: what?
4: there. What? What happened to you there? Cool. you got to take it easy.
2: Hands walks again. But I always Oh my this, God. It's just a little
4: fracture. It's,
2: it looks pretty swollen.
4: It's always, it's just a buff Popeye arm.
2: Okay. I no, like that's it.
4: just from the accident. Okay. I just have a, from the accident, there's an area on my ulna that always keeps re-breaking and refracturing. It's just, oh. it's normal for me.
2: Okay. Well, we're not going to tell you what to, we're not doctors. We're equally as crazy, I mean, feels, so just, follow your heart. When she, but when don't... she
0: doesn't do and stuff, she just basically is hanging by her wrists.
2: Is that good for your body? I
0: mean, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's not <laughs> hurting, but you think about. Well, you probably have the strength to, to, you're not like releasing at the bottom, right? We'll, we'll find out. Let yeah, you let's, look at uh, you, okay. you guys. Look at okay. see I'm it's crazy. Every
0: every time I see it, because you know we're in there doing whatever we do, and then she comes in and makes everybody feel bad.
1: Perfect, <laughs> <on purpose>. yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a, little a little bit. Suppose, yeah. Oh, that's your cardio. Okay,
2: that's
4: cute. Are you taking a
2: break? That's what I said. Like, I, I had to do
0: a crossfit deal for uh, oh. Judd Logan, so it's kind of a benefit thing for him. And for the warm-up, did one with her, and uh, I was dead. And she's like, yeah, that's, you know,
1: a typical warm-up. I'm like,
4: oh, fuck you guys. So, and you skipped one part of it, but you did do some burpees before I that. I do hate so. the warm-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Wait, so you're learning to do, um, muscle up. So do up. bar muscle-up.
4: So I can do chest-to-bar. Uh, mm-hmm. like um, I can do pull-ups pretty, like butterfly pull-ups pretty easily. I can do ring-dead. I don't think it's a strength issue. I think it's a function Trying to figure out how, so like for instance, I can't pull to the bar because I'm attached by my wrists solely. Yeah. Um. So and those hooks are a little scary because they might flip off. Or so it's trying. We're trying to figure out how to make. I'll show it's easier. Could you work
2: with like a company like Rogue or somebody and be like, listen, this is a thriving community. Like, let's get together and actually design some equipment. Like, I'm assuming it can't be like that expensive to like build a mold i don't don't
4: think so um so the guys but you're such a unique case i am with oh okay so i have what's called quad so i have no rotation in this arm no pronation supination, okay no sensation or or either very limited grip i can't really individualize fingers they kind of just do what they want to do so like the arm amputees they use the rubber band and they have one functional arm so they can do the muscle ups and everything like that nothing not taking it away from them but that that, that's their um solving that issue so, I call, like, a quadriplegic, uh, quad hands. Okay. So, I have quad hands, but I have strong up here. Like, this stuff is pretty functional. Okay. So, it's really... There isn't really... I haven't met a single person out there that has my, um injury set okay or anything close to it because usually there's the,
2: gotta be people out there though like, i
4: hope so will they see I, this they, like let me know I, well this I, is
2: i mean influencer marketing gets a whole wrap and isn't my favorite thing but it's kind of what we do and we found that toy again um it's nice, nice. Bravo. bravo there's two toys in that and he thing. found it yes oh, of course this
4: such a boy, such a boy. that such dog a is boy. so
3: moody. just seeking attention just yeah I was going to say, um, I get nervous doing bar muscle-ups with my hands, like with grip, because yep. I'm nervous I'm going to slip when you're bringing your hips to the bar. like that's, yeah. I can't imagine doing hooks. And... Well, half
4: of it, so it actually happened to me at the Arnold, I was doing toast bar, and oh, I was on a rhythm, shit. and one of my hooks came off, and I'm like, oh. it's really cute. Let me show you guys, it. I was like a Finding Nemo thing, like I was like fitting back, trying to get back on the bar. Oh. I need to show you guys that Did video. you get it back on there? I did, and I finished the reps, yeah.
3: yeah. It looked hilarious.
4: I thought it was really funny, because I was just hanging
2: there
3: like...
4: And the lady was like, "Oh shit!" My judge is like,
3: "What do I do?" Like, I was like, "I got those. You <laughs> know what I thought was so funny? Sorry, I have to say this. Waterpolo, no, go <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to like <laughs> call it out anyone's call friend, it out but the crossfit athletes that were not adaptive, so the ones that were competing for money, like we talked about, they were having the judges help them like lift them up. To get up to the bar because they were too short. But you have all the and then you have all the <laughs> adaptive people that are like one arm, like getting into yeah. their harness, like getting off of we their wheels. I still so love you,
4: non-adaptives. I call you normies. You normies, normies. Yeah. So I still love you.
2: There's nothing so normal about us. Funny. funny.
3: I'm like, yeah. I'm sure I need to get picked up. And then meanwhile, you have someone that's like
2: crushing it. <laughs> but I don't think those are even conversations they've really even like thought of yet. Because yeah. you just don't know if you see it. And That's what I was going to say about like influencer marketing. It's like whatever. It can be lame. It can be all these things. But I also think it's phenomenal because if you don't want to go to the hospital, you don't want to listen to your doctor, you know there's a better way. Now you can literally go on Instagram or see or find something. You guys are accessible or people are like, I do have this problem. I do. What did you How do? How did
4: you do? Yeah. Yeah. And I go think city. that is yep.
2: incredibly powerful. And then you start to shift like now business companies are paying attention and once money gets in it, now we're talking about real change. But I think, I mean, it's kind of a heavy responsibility. Be ready. Um, oh to like embrace what's coming. I'm because not good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't
4: I post things on Instagram, but it's it's one angle. It's not anything fancy.
2: I don't think you have to like fully embrace like this spokesperson type thing. I just think it's cool that there's now this medium where other people that are like you or a similar situation or something can at least you're accessible and they can be like, dude, what did you do or what kind of injury do you have or what what did you eat? What's your diet? Or I'm looking for a really great coach that knows how to work with an ad- adaptive mm-hmm. person. Like what? what would, like, it's just it streamlines that and then you can get to like a quality recommendation versus going to your doctor or somebody that might Who be has no
4: idea. Yeah.
2: Has never done it. Might be motivated by business mm-hmm. ties or partnerships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just an exciting time in this day and age where better answers are actually available. That mm-hmm. is true. So is true. it's kind of cool. Um, where can we see you guys in 2019? What's coming up? What's big? Spencer, what, what, where are you setting records? Mm-hmm. We're both. You setting records.
0: Let's see. I've got I've got a lot coming up in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So the Highland game season is really just kind of kicking off. I've got my first. The Arnold is kind of a albatross. It's it's kind of at the end of our off season. Okay. Like so in, now it all starts for real. You're right. It's 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 an odd thing, uh, timing wise. So September, late September in Sacramento will actually be my kickoff. And then it just kind of rocks and rolls. And I'll probably do fifteen to twenty competitions this year, yeah, okay. got a lot. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, Mallory
2: schedule. I Saw your all calendar. Right. She's got it all.
0: And it's it's grown. So it's more games are picking up. I've I've de- declined a couple of them, but. Um,
2: and these are all ones you can actually win money at, right?
0: Yeah. So okay. so there's actually a criteria to to host a pro uh, class. You have to pay the athletes. There has to be at least. What, what is it? it? It's at least four. You have to have at least four athletes. You have to compete in at least five events. And there has to be at least $2,500 spent on the athletes. Oh, okay. So that, that could be prize money, travel stipends. Dude, that's and more
2: than most CrossFit events. That's why I was, when you're talking, I'm like, I'm actually, I know it's still not a lot. But it's so much more than CrossFit. Like every other sport I'm involved in.
0: Oh, but between me and Liv. Liv and me. Liv and, Liv
2: and I. Hey, we're, there's no spell check here. You good? No, it's Liv and me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm right on this one. It is living me uh, at Enom Claw last year. So Enom Claw is the North American Championship. So for the men, it's the top eight Americans and the top two Canadians. For the women, it's the top s- top five Americans and top one Canadian, something like that. But the pay is good. They reimburse travel. If you break a world record, you get a thousand bucks. Okay. And then they have challenge events where. If you win the challenge events, it's like an extra $250. If you break a field record, you, there's money. So you're incentivized to, to do well. So I won every challenge event. Liv won every challenge event. Oh my God. She broke worse. the Sheaf World Record. Yeah. I broke the Sheaf World Record. Um, she had some field records. We came home yeah. between the two of us with almost eight grand that weekend.
2: Seriously? Yeah.
0: Dang. For a Can you sport show your daughters, you like listen. Here's what we about. expect.
2: Yeah, that's
0: huge. No, Eva, Eva's, Eva's <laughs> awesome. Like she'll come out and throw with us and chunk rocks and like when Drink beers. When Liv's working out, she's in there like, good job, mom. You know, she's that's she's great. she's, she's awesome. Yeah, and she's a stud. She's. Well, I think it's huge five to and see and a half, you're and little and she's with massive. That. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Both parents. No pressure. Please. Yeah. Please. Seriously. Fred,
0: you better not suck, kid.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, mom and dad just came home with dinner. It's your turn for the next 20 years. I am
0: not fucking paying for college.
2: <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> so what, I mean, if they did want to be collegiate athletes, if they grew up doing this, what would be like the next closest sport, track and field?
0: So, yes. Uh, okay. I think the sports, and, and, and we've talked about this, we're not going to push them in any one direction. Yeah. We might nudge.
2: What if they want to be Disney princesses? <laughs> I mean, Send them to me. It, I'll train them. It, it,
0: there we go. I
3: Spencer's guess we, got it on lock, we actually. We know somebody. <laughs> yeah, true. Um,
0: we want them to be active. My, my first goal is to get them into something that's going to teach body control, like uh, uh, judo. Something oh, okay. like that. Uh, karate. I, I'm not big on gymnastics for our girls because they're going to be gigantic.
2: Uh, I do I, I can kind of do ring muscle up ish
0: well that I want him to be able to
3: I'm talking like
2: remember <laughs> when like, we, we got go. haters in the house <laughs> we're aware
3: when we did those uh, gymnastics or whatever like when we were flying The acrobatics.
2: What what was that called? Trapeze? Trapeze. Yeah. Yeah, The instructor's like, all right, Mallory, go ahead. You go do these moves. Oh, okay. Well, you just swing. Just hang hang and swing. I was like, F you, man. (laughs) All right. There's more.
0: Okay, you've got a release coming up. Uh -uh, No.
1: I'm not letting Tighten you do know this. Like Lynette, yeah. If you, watch, if you
3: watch our videos side by side, you see me doing a split
2: upside down, and you see hey, yeah. i just
3: like, dude, right. I'm like, telling hey, you, I, I would
2: have been good at high. I'm built like a Norwegian Viking animal. Like that. If you see my family, like <laughs> that's what we are. I was listening, why don't you and start? Man, it's my body, I'm still trying to just get through CrossFit. Of course, I don't have a good excuse. <laughs> that's <okay>. ACL reconstruction, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it's nothing that's out so here. i so pretty serious. <laughs> hey, my knee's gone. I got no worries. <laughs> you just
4: gone,
2: you
0: know? So you have the second worst me in this room right now
2: probably and then the other one they said is <laughs> shitty too so whatever oh. but here my thing is like cause CrossFit beats you up and we overtrained and whatever but like my motto is what are you saving it for I mean I wanna be able to walk around when I'm Just type like 70, hypothetically. 70 hypothetically so like saving it for. yeah I'm not gonna sit on the sideline now and like not do something because I'm can will feel better sitting in a rocking chair at 80 like
1: no yeah.
2: You know, I, and I also have faith that the medical industry will just keep getting better, yes, so I can just crying, keep right? messing it
0: up. Yeah, yeah, what is it? We don't know. With the, with the advances in modern medicine, I mean, and, and the amount of money right I'm making, now. hell, I could live yeah. to 210, 220, who knows?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, I, we'll wrap it up. Um, anything you guys want to share about what's coming up, where to find you guys, IG handles, all the promotional pieces?
0: So, my Instagram is Spencer J. Tyler. Hey. At, at Spencer J. Tyler?
2: I don't, even know. I don't know how it goes. Yeah, I don't know it's caught
0: a handle. <laughs> yeah, something like, like that. Hey, what? What is- I was know. like, wait,
1: well, what? I was like, was I supposed to do that? <laughs> that? What, what is this thing? I don't even know. And then uh,
0: on YouTube, talking about trying to grow the sport, we do oh, yes. HG Live, which is uh, right now it's a YouTube channel dedicated to Highland Games, and we're kind of in the process of growing it and trying to beef it up. So if you want to see live competition or highlights, YouTube HG Live, go subscribe to that, and you can see things and such and we had a show kind of like this last year that was interesting oh
2: that's right yeah we were going to sponsor mm-hmm. that. it. that yeah was well we, ne- we need
0: to we need to start it back up
2: okay
0: um but it was a it was i guess like a live podcast
2: okay
0: but we would just stream it live and post it Keep us but it was cool we, we would do what would we do we did like a 10, 10 series 10 episode series on the best in the world like the four best in each event and then going into the next year, what we thought the top four uh, 2019 competitors would be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's interesting, and it, it you learn the game. Yeah. Because when we talk about each event, we describe what it is. Actually, we didn't starting off, and these were all. <laughs>
1: like, what is people were like
0: hey, you know you are talking like <laughs> you're like like you're talking to throwers. You can talk like you're talking to people who have Some never millions. heard of this. Yeah. Like, that's what you're trying to do is grow it, right? Yeah. And you're sitting here talking about cabers and sheaves and yeah. weights. And yeah. like, what the Dude. fuck are they talking about? Uh,
1: yeah. And Something you just see you, just see, you just see,
0: yeah, you just see <laughs> my fat dumpy butt sitting in a chair and then skinny, skinny ass Mike Beach, my partner, sitting over there. <laughs> partner, not like, I mean, we've done things, but not romantic. <laughs>
2: it wasn't meaningless. <laughs> right.
0: Partner in HG Live. Anyway, so that's, that's uh, what I
4: got going
2: sebastiana where do we find you what's coming up um she's like don't find me
4: i was like please don't <laughs> um well my instagram is solo liger it's uh my spirit anim- spirit animal is a liger oh
3: don't even get her started on yeah. spirit yeah. I, just look around. Yeah. This is- I just I,
4: I went i went to the zoo once in florida and i saw this big massive powerful thing i mean he, he didn't do shit and he knew it was powerful he was just sitting there yeah asleep I was like i want to do that all day mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want just maintain the power yeah and be yeah. powerful so that's my my so i, I connect liger. it with that with that with that liger so okay. solo because yeah. i'm usually running solo now i got bravo but that was yeah. before i got bravo <laughs> um and my next big thing help me i forget
0: what about your what, we kind of didn't talk about why you started throwing? Oh, track and tr- and field.
4: oh okay. Don't so don't leave that out. Yeah. So um, I I competed at the Invictus Games the last few years. Um, it's a big, it's like the military's version of the Paralympics. Yeah. All the wounded warriors of every country. We there's like 17 countries now competing in it. Compete against each other. Um, and this it's, it's like the Paralympics, but specifically heard of it. for veterans. Um, Prince Harry, Michelle Obama, and all them. Um, they're they put it on. They created it. Um, so I've been throw- I competed at that last few years and I've been meddling a lot. And um, this last year I threw, and I don't ever throw before this, I never really practice this, I just throw it to be there and I, I, do pretty well. Um, did pretty good. My numbers are up there already with, uh, people in my classification, Okay. So I was like, wow I can actually do something with he this." It says up there, like up there, world leading marks. That's
2: amazing,
0: Damn.
4: and you haven't even. And
2: how long? How much training has really gone in at this point?
4: Zero. At that point, zero.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. So... Has she met Jen yet? I feel like Jen would love to pick. No, I texted Jen before <laughs> before we
0: came to see if uh, she's, she's out of town.
3: Here, no. Oh, you uh, got to meet her.
4: Uh, so I was like, I'm oh, pretty good. So let me. Where can I go with this? I, at the time, I was doing, I was competing in CrossFit, strongman, and powerlifting. Yeah. And I do all those three uh, competitive. I do those uh, on the adaptive side, and I compete at non-adaptive competitions against normies, regular people, yeah. two-legged folk. Hey. Um, <laughs> but they're like a bipedal bastards. <laughs> Someone was like, "Hey, why don't you?" My coach is like, "You know, um, why don't you pursue the Paralympics?" I was like, "Well, you know." is there is it worth it is it worth my time i know it's a it's a long horizon right four years it's only once every four years and i found out i mean it's not all about the money but yeah. i found out that they pay Paralympians the same as the olympians now for medals that's new that's great that's super did hear new that yeah In that's August, a big deal yeah it's huge big it, ups yeah. to the ioc that's yeah Our, i had no idea because i mean like I said, well
2: the whole gymnastics thing they gotta get something right like, yeah we out here <laughs> Okay, that's okay, so so that's then, big. So I was like, well, I'm
4: pretty good at this, you know, I have a knack for it, so why not pursue it? And then, I remembered that, he, I was like, oh, maybe I should ask finally, because he's been trying to get me to throw for a while now, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, for the last two years, I've known him for a couple of years now. How
2: did you guys initially meet, not to say at the, at, the at the gym. Just at the gym. Oh my god, that's so serendipitous, yeah. though, that that would be the ideal Coach. Yep. Yep. Yeah. University. Okay. Oh, yeah.
4: If it's, I it's, can tell you, it just yeah. it's full circle. Just do great things, and great things will come around. Yeah. Um. With the best intentions, right? So, yeah. So that's why I'm pursuing throwing. I have a big two big track and field meets in May. Okay. Um. To get uh, internationally and nationally classified, the Texas State Regionals. That's in the beginning of May, and the and the end of May. It's a big international meet, and it's in Arizona. Okay. Is it called the Desert Challenge? So it's it's a big deal. It's a it's both. It's adaptive and non-adaptive. Um, meet so. we in Arizona. Uh, Scottsdale or I think Phoenix. Oh yeah, okay. Phoenix Scottsdale Phoenix. area. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's that. Uh, When's the next
2: Olympics because it'd be summer. Twenty 2020, right? twenty 2020. Tokyo twenty oh, so twenty. <gasps> Tokyo. And if they do
4: the skeleton, they finally bring that on board. I'll yeah. probably choose that as a winner because I want to choose a winter sport too.
2: So I got to link you to. So we've got two Olympians right now that are both Lauren Gibbs, Bob bobsled, one of my best friends. Quit her ADP like six-figure job at 32 or something wow, It that's... just walked out the silver medal and bobsled <laughs> that's um and then jillian potter rugby player her and her wife just had a baby um usa uh rugby athlete and she saw lauren Gibbs squatting at front range our gym was like yo you can squat a lot of weight you should go do bobsled and it, like and it everything just changed from there yeah but you got to meet the two of them they're energy they're that. phenomenal mm-hmm. um and they know a bunch of like key connects and they could answer questions or, like is this really worth it? Is this stuff? Is is it, it, what should I do? Or who should I know?
4: When I go in, I'm in and he knows this. I'm fully like, I take it seriously. Like I'm yeah. retired now. And so for like everything I do revolves around being a, the best thrower I can be in the world if I can, you know, yeah. or the best crossfitter, the best, whatever it is. <clears throat> um, so when I, well, <laughs> shut up. Ow, that kind of hurt. <laughs> ah, dang it. There are times I'm like,
0: hey, fucking back off.
4: Chill. Well, yeah, I overtrain a lot, which is yeah. normal. Um, yeah. And he's helped me out a lot with that. But like nutrition, sleep, everything. I bought a heavy-ass blanket to help me. You know, those weighted blankets. So it's a full, that's awesome. I mean, if you, if you want to be the best, you have to be like a little crazy. Oh, yeah. And you have to. You have to be have ready to like
2: max out. And, like, and be okay with the fact the that, like
4: that you. hey, you might not. Right. Mm-hmm. And be okay with, with not making wow. it, but still be look back on those four years or whatever it was, and be proud of what you did. Yeah, regardless, of happy and content with it. Can I can I tell
0: the side story to that point? Yeah, yeah. I, you I, got know, I
4: know you're, we're cutting us off, <laughs> but
0: what what you just said, you know, it's four years, right? Training for the Olympics. So those, quick, Lolo actually. Jones, right? Yeah, she didn't lose a race for four years. So whenever I was coaching, this was two thousand twelve. 2012, and she, I think it was 2012. Um, anyway, I was coaching, and some of these kids are bitching about like a bad game or something like that. And this is fresh off Lolo being undefeated for at least at least a year. I know it was at least a year. She didn't lose a single race. Mm-hmm. She was a world world leader, and just was unstoppable. Gets to the Olympics, in the finals, hits a hurdle. Yeah. She screwed up one time in four years, and it cost her a medal. She doesn't get to try again for four years, and I'm trying to explain this to these kids, and they're like, "Yeah, that sucks." I'm like, "You you bitching about a game? You've got another game next week, and it's not the Olympics, homie." (laughs) Exactly. The game you just had, like, fucking chill, like, yeah, yeah. Take a moment to be pissed off at your performance, swallow it, deal with it, and figure out. And this is kind of what we talk about because you know, as throwers, you have bad days. And some days you just throw your hands up and be like. I'm gonna go do core work. Yeah. Yeah. This shit isn't working. Yeah. But you gotta find a way to look down and stare at your feet and put one in front of the other and keep moving forward. Right. And not just start feeling sorry for yourself and finding excuses and you know, it it gets ugly. But that the the whole Olympic athlete thing, like that's for me being a track guy, like that's it.
2: Yeah, that's. Like oh, that's, you can walk away the even if you go out there and completely fail, you are in the one percent in the world that even got that opportunity to compete. Oh, that's not even. A and you get percent. all that. Yeah, yeah minimal. minimal. And you get all the cool shit, the gear, the things, <laughs> oh, like yeah. all the big stuff, all the swag, <laughs> a swag bag. Dude, dude, gives us Just stuff. Saying. I was like, what? oh, I
0: feel it's crazy. bad. Was it was it the last Winter Olympics or the one before that? The jackets they got looked like total shit.
2: <laughs> Which they was it the jean like jacket was? Paddington bear jacket. <laughs> well, it's usually like Ralph Lauren, so that's how it is. I probably thought it was cool, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it, it was. Like I don't pay attention to fashion for shit. You can tell by the way Clear. I look. Right Dude, now,
2: but... if I'm wearing something with Olympic rings, though, I don't give a shit what it looks like. Like those are Olympic rings, oh, and that I
0: is a big right? deal. He's like, you're getting that tattooed on. He's like, yeah. if you get to the Olympics, you're fucking putting it on your body somewhere.
2: Yeah. Because my
0: goal as a thrower. Was just to get to the trials. Yeah, I just wanted to get to the trials. Yeah, because I knew in, in the in the time frame that I had to get good, I wasn't going to be good enough to go to the Olympics. Yeah, and that's just the harsh reality of it. Like it was, yeah. So it was 2012 because I was, you know, kind of playing around in my mind, like, okay, let's let's train and see if we can get to the trials. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. But like I knew, like that was the pinnacle of what I could do that year. Yeah. Because we're talking in discus, like jeez, mm-hmm. it's like a thirty foot difference. Yeah. There's no amount of training you can do. There's no amount of drugs you can do yeah. a year it's like a to make up thirty combo? feet in that. That's like yeah. t- that's like being a. Uh, it's like shaving a minute off a four and a half minute mile. I mean, that's a huge. Yeah. Thing. Anyway.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: but then she's got a chance to actually go to the Olympics. <clears throat> dude, yeah.
2: you got it. You got. I mean, if there's an opportunity, even if you tried, didn't make it, didn't get to trials that is so much better than not ever doing and not ever knowing. Mm -hmm. That in itself would just eat my soul. So, no pressure. But no, uh, well, thank you guys for coming. That was awesome. Um, Super excited. that We could talk for another like two hours because we didn't get to nutrition or anything else, but um, please be looking out for these guys. They're changing the game in their uh, respective sport, community, life mission, but it's really cool to see like all the life stuff. Like when you're saying wake up every single day and put one foot in front of the other, whether it's sports or whatever, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's mm. the life we're all in. We're like, yep. shit, today sucked. We gotta go to tomorrow. Yep. Um be
0: better today than you were yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah. However that happens. Sometimes it's hard, but mm. but inspirational. Wishing you guys luck. Um, we'll look uh, for you guys on all things social and we'll leave it at a wrap. Mallory, anything from you? No. I'm, good. Oh, I'm good. Golden Doodles. Okay. Golden Doodles. All right, day. thank you guys. Sorry I'm
3: asleep. <laughs> 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 I <promise laughs> I didn't make this whole time guys. All right.